Here at Christ Community, we tell stories every week because it reminds us of our partnership in the gospel, and it reminds us of what God is doing through people uh, just like you and me. So uh, today we have Miss Heather with us, and uh, Heather, if you would uh, introduce yourself to Christ Community Church. Some, pe- some of us know you, many of us don't. My name is Heather, and I have um, a husband who's here with me today. We've been married almost five years, and I have a precious 20-month-old, um, and her name is Violet Faye. Violet Faye, and she is very precious. She was over there dancing. Uh, you missed it earlier in the day. So, um, Heather, we're glad you're here with us. So thanks for telling us a little bit about your family. Uh, tell us about what you do. Tell us about what God's called you to. Yeah. So I work at Orphan Care Alliance, which is um, our, our goal is really to equip Christians and connect them to opportunities to care for the fatherless. And so um, our vision is that OCA wouldn't do that, but our vision is rather that the body of Christ would leave, lead these efforts. So it has been a joy for me to get to know some of you guys here at Christ Community and really just in Shelby County. Um, The need here is so great, so it's really cool just to see how Orphan Care Alliance is coming alongside your community, Um, because what we're seeing is that it's not just the fatherless, it's not just orphans, but what we're wanting to do is prevent orphans from becoming or from, um, and just preserving families so that children aren't placed into the foster care system. So that's one of the big things that we're wanting to do here in Shelby County. That's awesome. That's awesome. So um, I'm not sure which mic that is, but that fuzz is going to annoy me. So if that's yours, you can just share my mic. Um, just being honest. Good to be back. Um, so one of the things that you shared with me, Heather, that I was really excited about, uh, Christ Community, we're really passionate about supporting the local nonprofits, those who are on the front lines of ministry here in Shelby County. And you, you begin to share with me how um, OCA and others are beginning to, to work together to cooperate for something much bigger than what any of you could accomplish by yourself. So share with us about that partnership and about what's happening there. So we met with um, Awake Ministries probably last year, and they were sharing their vision of... There you go. They were sharing their vision of opening the women's shelter. And so we just met with them um, probably two weeks ago, or sorry, two months ago, and we were talking to them, and they were saying, okay, it's launching. It's going to launch this fall. And so with that, they're not able to take children into this home as they welcome women. And so one of the things that OCA is seeing is as we're trying to prevent children from going into the foster care system, Wrapping around moms, wrapping around parents is hard to do because they don't have transportation, they don't have childcare, and housing is a big deal. So Awake is going to help solve that housing dilemma and even some transportation. Um, but where's the childcare coming in? And so we have a ministry. Um, if you guys have heard of um, Safe Families, that's what it was originally called. And then we. Um, We told, um, whenever the governor came into being, um, Matt Bevan, he passed a house bill for this program so that we could come out from underneath the national and make it specific to Kentucky. So we changed the name to OCA Families. 
So as we were working as OCA families, we were going into um, crisis pregnancy centers and we were going in and telling these um, parents who were in crisis about OCA families and they said, what does OCA stand for? And we told them, Orphan Care Alliance. Well, that really scared them and they pushed away. They said, my kids aren't orphans. So we didn't want, a, we didn't want to change our name again, first of all, but we didn't want our name to be a stumbling block to helping these parents and to preserving their family. So we changed the name again and we have trademarked it and hopefully it will not change again. But the ministry is called Safe Harbor. And so with this ministry, what we're doing is we're equipping the church to care for these children um, and we're doing background checks, we're doing home evaluations on our volunteers. Um, we're doing an intense training on trauma and background of attachment issues that these kids may have had. Um, typically, the kids that we're caring for um, are have never been abused or neglected, but they just don't have family. They don't have a safe grandma or a safe auntie or safe community that they hang out with. They really only know their parents. So what we're wanting to do is have the church come alongside these parents as care coaches to get them to a place where they're able to care for their children with support. So we are wanting to make um, every effort to help that mom get through a crisis. So using Awake as an example, this could be a mama who's going in to live um, at this Awake shelter and then um, to get her life back on track, whatever that means for that situation. So while the mom is living there, um, we will be equipping volunteers like you guys um, and other Christians in Shelby County to come alongside. So my goal would be for you guys, this is kind of my challenge to you, is that when we have a placement that happens, we can place the child in a church with a care family we can place a care coach from that same church with the mom. That way the mom's coming to church, she's still seeing her kids, and she's seeing what a community looks like. Because mom keeps all of her rights. There's nothing that she um, loses when she comes into this program, but she has everything to gain with the support. So the only thing that she's signing over is power of attorney, so the care family has a um, the ability to go to school and get records or take them to the doctor to the hospital if that if that hap if that has to happen so um, that sounds amazing first of all uh, but then on the other hand I'm thinking how how in the world does this happen in real life right like connect the dots for me because I hear this and I'm like yeah that sounds great but can this actually happen and so one thing that I respect about you as a leader is that um, you also walk the walk. So it's not just this idea or that it's not just something that you think all these other families should do, but you're engaging in it yourself. So uh, tell us your story in walking with this. So I am not an adoptive or foster family. I actually, um, my husband and I were host families. That's what it was called back whenever it was Safe Families. So I'll use the correct terminology. We were care families. Um, and when we first got married, we were three months married, and Tony was in jury duty. And I was at the office, and a call came through with this um, little girl who was nine, and she, her grandma was ready to take her to Our Lady of Peace and just drop her off because they didn't have a home, and they were couch surfing, and everywhere they would go, this little girl would steal <clears throat> from 
the home they were staying in. And so she's like, I can't do this. I can't get up on my feet. I said, come to the office. So she came into the office. I met with her, called Tony, said, hey, can I bring a nine-year-old home? <laughs> we had not talked about being a care family before. Um, and he was like, <laughs> he said, well, let's talk about it. I, don't, I said, no, babe, like, we need to talk about it right now. He goes, well, I'm walking into the courtroom. I have to go. I said, okay, well, I'm bringing her home. So... <clears throat> So that was kind of the beginning of Tony's journey of being a care family. Um, so we are not these special people who have this like calling with this halo over our heads. We had no idea what we were doing, but I knew that this little girl needed a place to stay and we didn't have kids in our home. So um, we were like, you know, we'll take the older ones. We'll take the ones who will steal from us, whatever. So she came into our home and um, Tony, he didn't really talk to me probably the first night. <laughs> he was like, what did you just do? So we're sitting at the table, and I said, okay, you need to tell Tony why you're here and what you're doing. And she got quiet and kind of teared up, and she was really embarrassed. And I said, no, no, I want you to tell us. I want you to, to speak. Tell us. So she said, it's because I steal from everywhere we go. And I looked at Tony, and Tony looked at me, and we just said, thank you for telling us. We don't change, we're not going to change the way that we love you. You are safe here. Um, you may not say this, but we're crazy. So we said, anything you want in this house, you can have. You don't have to steal from us. But if you see something, you can have it. And so we didn't have any issues with her. We only had her for 10 days until the very end. It was fall. We did pumpkin carving, and we, had a do we have a shih tzu, so it was, you know, very therapeutic for her. She loved that dog. Um, and then one night, we said, okay, time to go take a shower. Tony was like, go take a shower. And she refused to take a shower. And it was very strange to us. So I, I didn't really know what to do. Neither did Tony. We were like, well, we can't get mad at her. We don't know how to kind of navigate this situation. So I called one of my friends um, who was a psychiatrist. And he said, I said, hey, I'm only going to have her for a couple more days. She's really going through some things. I don't know what I'm doing. Can she sit down and talk with you? Because I think she needs some therapy. And he said, Heather, what she needs is for you to be present with her and for you to love her and for you to hear her and to see her. That's what she needs while she's in your home. And I was like, okay, whatever. Let's see how this goes. So back to the shower situation. So we go upstairs, and she's refusing to take her jeans off. So I'm like, what is going on? So we go back and forth, and finally, she just breaks down, and I say, what's going on? And she, right before she came to stay with us, her biological mother had, and I'm learning all of this, her biological mother had chosen to leave with her abuser, and she was stuck with her grandma. And then they started couch surfing. So this had just happened, like a week up to her coming to stay with us. And so um, her mom had just had a baby. And she has two other sisters besides this baby, and they were both placed into foster care and adopted through foster care. So the, the, she had little jewels on her pants, and they were pink. And she said, that's Angel's birthstone. And my mom gave me these jeans, and she didn't want to take them off. 
And so I'm just going through my head thinking, I'm, I'm thinking about all the things that I can say to her to get her to take a shower. It doesn't make sense. She's taking a shower every single night, but for some reason tonight she's not wanting to take a shower. So we sit there, and she's just on the floor weeping. There's no training that I could have gone through to help her, to walk alongside her, to get her to a point to understand and to make it feel okay. And so I just sat on the floor with her, and just wept with her, and that's all I could do, and I just held her, and I saw her, and I heard her, and she ended up taking a shower, and um, her mom, her grandma ended up finding a place to stay, and um, they were reunited, and um, Tony and I took in two other boys, and then we closed our home, because we wanted our home to be available if any of those kids needed a place to stay. So now, Cheyenne and her grandma live in Montana. They moved up there, and they live in the mountains, and she's doing great. And my mom lives in California. She didn't when this was going on, so they got really, really close. And so this summer, um, Cheyenne wanted to take a bus to go spend the summer with my mom, which is something that she would have never been able to do outside of this ministry because we were able to meet this family where they were and give them community, give them support. Um, and so it's just really beautiful. They'd still have their ups and downs, obviously, like we all do, but now they have somebody that they can call. And Cheyenne can call us, and we're still able to talk with her. So that's our story. Um, we have two other stories. If you guys want to hear that, I'll be here afterwards. But um, we have no special skills, no special ability. We just said yes. And so that is all we're asking of the church is just to say yes we want to have more volunteers waiting in the wings than families needing a home. So the more volunteers we have, the more opportunities we're going to have to wrap around our community. That's um, intimidating and inspiring all at the same time. And uh, thank you for sharing that. And I know that um, anytime things happen inside the walls of our home, it's it's very easy to hold those things close, but I'm grateful that you shared those in a way that we can think about what maybe it looks like for us to do that. So um, you shared with me that as these ministries partner together, there's a really tangible next step for people in this community to get engaged next Friday night. So uh, share that with us, and then I'd like to pray for us. So our director of Safe Harbor, Lisa Owen, she is going to be with me at the Awake building on Friday. You guys should have received a flyer when you walked in. Um, it's just going to be a community engagement meet and greet. ALC is going to be there. Um, Awake's going to be there. They're going to share about how this, how they need this ministry. Um, we're very active in, in Louisville, and so we have partners who say we can't do our ministry without Safe Harbor, and it's going to be the exact same thing here in Shelby County. ALC needs Safe Harbor. Awake needs Safe Harbor, so we really need the community to come together so that we can serve these ministries well so that they can do what they do. Um, and so that's what's going to happen. We're going to just talk a little bit more about the tangible ways that you guys can get involved about um, planning and goal planning with these moms. If you have that um, skill or if you are a strategic or encouragement, if that is you, 
you have a role here. If you have an extra bedroom or if you have an extra bed or a blow-up mattress or a pack-and-play, you could be a care family. Um, and then if you, have a care, if you want to care for moms and walk alongside of them, um, then you can be a care coach. So come on Friday to the Awake Building at 6 and learn more. And then the following Saturday, we're going to have a training for everybody who wants to get trained. Um, so there'll be paperwork and stuff you can fill out on Friday. But if you come on Friday, that does not mean you have to engage. It's just literally a meet and greet. We're not going to make you fill out your background checks before you leave the door. We're not going to lock the doors and make you do that. So just come and learn more about the ministry.